What's up, everyone? We have another episode of The Mandalorian to talk about. This is the second episode of our after show thing. I don't know what to call this. Uh, but (laughs) (laughs) everyone else has like cool names for their after shows, they're all taken. Yeah, all the cool names are taken. So, uh, we're just us. (laughs) This week, we have the Imperial Senate podcast joining us to discuss this episode. We have Claire Stribling, Charlie Ashby, and Nikki Kumar. How's everybody doing? Oh, splendid right now. (laughs) Living the dream. There we go. (laughs) Yeah, doing great. Thanks for having us. Great. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, I'm excited to do something with you. Uh, Well, for two days in a row, actually, I guess. (laughs) Yeah, technically. We're taking over Star yeah. Wars Explained. <laughs> has it been two days? The week has been very strange. It yeah, like it's, it's been two days for a week. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we don't really have any format for this show. Uh, we are just going to talk about the episode for a while, and then uh, we want to make sure we get some fan questions. So we'll start doing that at about half an hour in. If you want to, you can go ahead and... Uh, leave some super chats and we'll answer those first once we hit the half hour mark. But I wanted to just open it up to you guys. What did you think of the episode? Good, bad, somewhere in between. How'd you feel, Claire? You know, after such a crazy episode like last week, I completely understand why maybe we've, you know, given us a little time to breathe into the next one. And like as, as the salacious crumb queen of, the Imperial Senate podcast. I don't want to claim anything further beyond that. Like, we love the weird. We we adore the weird. We bask in it. Um, it, it you know, even when it's nightmare fuel weird. Um, <laughs> and so I, you know what? This was a really fun episode for me. I mean, it wasn't like life changing or groundbreaking, except that the uh, except that the special effects were on par with last week, which is wild. That you know, they've just really stepped it up this season and I'm really excited to see them continue to do that. But no, I, I had fun, you know. I you know, I, I fell in love with a beautiful frog woman and her her story and her children. And for the first time in my life, I felt conflicted about Baby Yoda, which, you know, is something that we're dealing with, you know, step by step. It's a process. But uh, no, I enjoyed it. I had a lot of fun and, you know... Live action, live action Kricknas gave me spider nightmares last night. And, you know, we're dealing with it. But other than that, great time. I enjoyed it. Uh, Molly, you had a similar experience. <laughs> yeah. So we we woke up early this morning to watch the episode. And Alex went off to do work. And I uh, swiftly went back to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> and I did have, like, several spider nightmares. No. Like, <laughs> right off the bat. And I woke up and I was like, oh, my God. I've I've had people texting me all day just like, nope, nope to all those spider things. There are too many. (laughs) Too many. Uh, On the ship. Honestly, that was the most upsetting part. Like, you think they're safe when they get to the ship and then they make their way in. Uh, (laughs) Nikki, how did you feel about the episode? Yeah, I felt pretty similarly to Claire. Um, I like a, you know, just... We, we often think of ourselves as one of the weirdest <laughs> Star Wars podcasts. So I'm really glad we lined up with this one because this was weird Star Wars for sure. Um, and it was it was goofy and it was silly. And 
it was all the things I liked. Um, just the, you know, the simplicity of the frog species, um, <laughs> but still so uh, something like it's still so galaxy far, far away. Um, and yeah, I think it, I think it was great. I think it touched on a lot of the, the themes that we, we like about this show. You see the, you see two parents um, doing what they can to keep their, their young safe and the desperation that they feel in doing that. And um, I, I thought it was, I thought it was nice. And I think it, it is, you know, still kicking the, the story forward and um, you know, they, they could have just, they could just have the Mandalorian planet hopping to, to one, one beat. But I think having time to stretch it out and show different things and expand character. Um, I think that's, that's what makes the show really pop when, when we get the, the big set piece kind of episodes. I, I, agree with you uh that they, they definitely i think this is going to be something that we look back on and be like oh that's kind of what this episode was about where I, i've seen a lot of people crying filler and i mean it reminded me a lot of some of the season one episodes chapters four through six where i was like i'm not sure how this is driving the plot forward but it, it's just more about character i think than it is about yeah, he's just immediately going to go to another planet and look for more Mandalorians. It's like, yeah, something happened along the way. Yeah, it's kind of showing how um, Din and the child's relationship has has grown. Like he, the way he like runs back into his arms after uh, getting caught up with those guys, and then later he kind of like snuggles up to him when it's cold. So <laughs> they've they've developed an, a nice, adorable relationship. <laughs> He talks to him too. <laughs> yeah, like first. <laughs> I, I wish that he had a nickname for him that wasn't just "Hey Kid." <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think he would have named him something by now. But yeah. Charlie, how did you feel about the episode? Yeah, I as soon as the episode finished, I knew I was going to get angry with Twitter because I just immediately <laughs> thought, "Look, if I see the word filler one more time, I'm just going to, you know." I, I, I just don't understand why filler has become this sort of negative term in terms of the show. I think that after season one and chapter five, which was my least favorite episode, I don't know how you can watch last week's episode and then be angry at filler when, you know, a lot of that helped flesh that episode out. So for this one, it was kind of more about delving into the relationship about being a parent. Like Nikki said, doing anything possible to keep your child safe seeing that connection a bit expanded a bit more like there's no point watching the mando deliver the child if we can't see him develop that relationship with him otherwise the emotional impact won't be there um and i just think there's something pretty cool about seeing elements of the galaxy told without shoving it in your face like the whole new republic subplot it tells you a lot about the galaxy with just two pilots, which is pretty cool in my opinion. Uh, you want to expand upon that a little bit? Like, what what did you find from those two pilots and their story? Yeah, for sure. Like, it, I mean, it tells you like how the like the New Republic is just letting people get away with things, kind of. They're like, look, we know you've been dealing with some tricky stuff, but you also helped out here, so we'll let you go. 
Forget and... that little arrest warrant over here. <laughs> yeah. Like we joked we joked about it. We joked about it being like um <laughs> maybe this is what Favreau meant about the first order showing up. Like, hang on a second. You guys are stormtroopers, but you also donated to the local charity, so you can <laughs> So yeah, it's kind How of like small... begins. <laughs> exactly. It was those small little elements that sort of expanded a bit of the, the universe and Gives you a hint towards what this galaxy is like now. Yeah. Um, yeah. Of course. Yeah. Stuff. I, I liked the g- connection with was it episode six of season one. Yeah. Where they run into, and yeah, Dave Filoni's pi- pilot character is the other guy. So, like, he he was there. He he knows and recognizes the ship. So, I thought that was and, cool. Uh, Nikki made a really good point about the helmet compared to season one. It's a new helmet, right? I think so. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Maybe I think, got a, a promotion I think it picked something. up like a little, uh, wolf pack symbol on it or something. Maybe, Maybe that was a... part of the deal. Yeah. Like <laughs> Dave, Dave was like talking during the gallery about how he didn't want to be in an X-wing cockpit. And John was like, no, you're doing it. And I like the idea that now every season he's just going to keep putting Dave in an X-wing cockpit. It's like, <laughs> well, can I at least have a wolf on my hat? Like, <laughs> He's gonna have like I think, something, by them. <laughs> I think there's something heartwarming about him picking an or I like to think he picked the R five unit. Just mm-hmm. it's, it's a nice it's a nice touch. <laughs> With their goofy eyes. Uh well, Molly, we haven't gotten to you yet. What what did you think of the episode? Um I wasn't I wasn't blown away by it and like my first reaction was kinda like, oh, huh. It was terrifying. One, uh, the ch- baby Yoda was adorable, but at the same time, every time he ate one of the eggs, I was like, "This the end of that species. Stop!" <laughs> um, but yes, lots lots of adorable baby Yoda moments. So that kind of saved it for me. But then, as I started reading other people's thoughts on the episode and all the stuff about parenting and <clears throat> yeah you've got frog lady is that her, her official Literally title her, yeah yeah <laughs> her yep. name in the credits frog lady just trying <laughs> to protect her eggs and mando just trying to protect the child and they're just trying to trying to get there <laughs> people have been laughing about uh in the subtitles there's one part where it just says frog lady speaks frog <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah, I died. That and Doctor Mandible were the two subtitle moments. Oh yeah, Doctor Mandible. She calls him Doctor Mandible, and the subtitles also call him Doctor Mandible. I'm like, I am so happy right now. This is beautiful. <laughs> I, I love the fact that it this episode is directed by Peyton Reed, who did Ant Man, and there's oh, a giant man. ant. Yeah, this episode. Well <laughs> yep. beautiful. That's uh, someone I saw this on Reddit. I can't take credit for it, but they were like, "What's he a doctor of?" And someone said, "Anthropology." No. Oh. <laughs> oh. <Love> it. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I, I kind of had the same um, reaction that Molly did, where I was like, I, "I this is even what I've come to expect from the show that we're going to do like an adventure of the week, and it's not all driving the main plot forward." Uh, but I, I do find that those are the episodes I enjoy the most more more stuff like last week chapters three seven eight like uh when they do these little side quests i find that it takes me a little while to really get them 
and what the point of them was. I'm like, I trust that there is a character thing that I'm going to recognize later down the line. But like my immediate reaction is like, eh, I wish I wish we had some extra action, like at least get to Trask or something. But uh, overall, I, I didn't think it was bad by any means. I, I still found it enjoyable. And I, I really liked all the Krikna spider stuff. <laughs> like the second he opened that egg, I was like, oh, yeah. no. Uh, but in a very excited way, I'm glad that we, even though like we've seen it in Star Wars Rebels, seeing it in live action is kind of a, a whole new bag. Yeah, I think this yeah. episode's going to do well once we get the next episode. It's yeah. it's going to be a really good setup for whatever happens in chapter Right, because uh, Frog Lady, we've seen her on that boat in the trailer. So yeah. it's like they're still going to have a little story together. So, yeah, mm. it, it, it's going to be just building off of that. I can't yeah, wait to see the romantic um, reunion between Frog oh. Lady and Frogman. I'm, I'm going to cry. <laughs> it's going to be like that sailor in New York picture. <laughs> so many frog faces. <laughs> We're going to find out the romantic greeting of two frogs next episode. You heard it here first. <laughs> D- did everyone yeah, else find it like... Uh... Oh, sorry. Um, no, I was going to say, I think it's, with this episode, it's, it's always hard when you can't see the, the full board. And... You kind of—it's kind of one of those trust the process things, mm-hmm. um, and it—you know—in the end, maybe you never know. Maybe, maybe it doesn't really fulfill itself. Again, that's not a terrible thing, but um, yeah. yeah, it's it's always hard, especially when like we are quite literally in the business of reacting week to week, and you know we don't always get the perspective when when we're like initially reacting to things. So uh, yeah, it's it's one of those things where I think yeah. Time, time will will tell how how effective it is at being the episode it is, and yeah, I think I think next episode is going to be really well set up for it. Yeah, I, I I definitely think that also some of this might be coming off of just how much I loved the last episode, and I mm-hmm. like I I want every episode to be that like chapters seven and eight or nine, uh, and be that big, but. If you do that, a it makes those episodes less special, uh, and b that's just not realistic. Like, <laughs> they, they can't all be bangers, Alex. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I know. I want them all to be bangers, but like, <laughs> this is still this is still keeping me like it's my weekly dose of Star Wars, and I love it. You want it to be like, um, it's like the Hedgehog, where every episode ends with a different crystal, but instead of a crystal, it is um just a different Tamora Morrison cameo. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Finale <laughs> is cut, you know. <laughs> yeah, what is Cut Laquane doing? The Mandalorian will tell us. <laughs> That's the question that everybody's asking. Interesting. Series bringing finale. Up, <laughs> bringing up Boba Fett, it it made me think like, okay, when are we going to see him again? Because we've <laughs> we've left Tatooine. I don't know that Boba Fett is going anywhere anytime soon. If, if the slave one is still around, so either. He he finds them, or they go back to Tatooine at some point. Mm-hmm. Well, it's Rise of Skywalker rules. He has to stay there for the rest of his life. <laughs> <laughs> but we we recorded our uh, Saturday Q and A. We did that two days ago, and it was about like, what do you think Boba Fett's role is going to be in the rest of the season? And I was like, I don't think he's going to be in it very much. And then it, the episode opened on Tatooine and that ambush and everything. <laughs> I was like, oh man, I'm going to have to film some sort of redaction on how wrong i was but it 
it actually did play out that way. I am kind of surprised that Boba Fett wasn't in it after it mm-hmm. opened on Tatooine again. But uh, did anyone have like a, a favorite moment that really stuck out to them? The yeah, there was a... Um, oh. That oh, was cool. There was a visual effects moment which I really loved, which was the bit where the, the giant spider was on the top of the cockpit. And you can see the condensation around, like the icy condensation. And as you heard the... Charlie, also... stop it! <laughs> we did this earlier, and I hate it so much! <laughs> but you can see the actual, like, the, the drag marks of the little feet, and it was it was just great to see that. Yeah, I, I, that was nice it. I really loved that a lot, Charlie. <laughs> I'm just doing that to wind you up, Claire, yeah. I hate you. <laughs> Imperial Senate is disbanded after this episode. Uh, um, mine has nothing to do with Krikna's. Mm-mm. <laughs> Mm-mm. Yeah, not not a single thing to do with Krikna's. Honestly, my <laughs> this is actually kind of lame. Finding the frog lady in the hot tub—that's like the stupidest thing. But when we found her, just chilling, getting her getting her thing on, she's got a talent for you know for finding the vibe. Um, <laughs> that might have that. <laughs> that's such a stupid little thing. But I've just at three in the morning delighted so much in it that I was just like, yes. That's my girl right there. That's solidified. And how quickly she changed back into her clothes coming Very out of that fast. hot tub. I was like, dang. <laughs> yeah. Quick change. I mean, if there's spiders around. That's fair. That is <laughs> real fair. <laughs> you might see I mean, you change it pretty quick, too. There there were so many cute baby Yoda moments for me <clears throat> in this episode. However, I think my favorite part is the jetpack. Yeah. Uh, oh, my God. <laughs> yes. When he's like, go ahead, take it. Yeah. And then it, you, you just see him go up and then come <laughs> back down. <laughs> the, the opening sequence, I think, was my favorite part of the episode. Uh, mm. I really enjoyed that fight. And yeah, I liked the jetpack thing. But it's also still one of those, like, it, it, it's played for laughs. It is pretty goofy. But it's also like, okay, well, he just lied to that guy and killed him. And was holding <laughs> his child like, hey, watch this. And they, like, enjoyed that together. And, and I mean... We, we kind of joked about the eggs earlier, but I do kind of think maybe it's uh, more of that kind of like dark side of baby Yoda that he's not that that was the worst thing in the world. Cause I, I hope they were just unspawned eggs like unfertilized and he <laughs> wasn't eating children, but <laughs> uh, I don't know. I, I get the sense that like, he just can't be controlled that Din isn't doing enough to actually parent him. And with the force involved, it's just going to get worse and worse and worse. Yeah, he's in his terrible fifties. Uh huh. <laughs> <laughs> terrible twos. He's he's really testing him. He's like, I'm going to keep eating these eggs, but right. then I'm like, okay, is Mando even feeding him? <laughs> like, feed the <laughs> <Right>. baby. <laughs> he's, he's obviously really starving. He didn't even want that little like when they were eating dinner, and he had the little like plate like tray of food. He didn't even want any of that. He was just looking at the eggs. I'm not going to lie. Like, his plate looked pretty good, too. Like, I would have eaten that. But he just, he had his eyes on those eggs. And, like, I thought maybe he'd learn his lesson by the end. But no, like, the last shot is him, like, <laughs> popping another one in his mouth. And, like, after staring at the mother in the eyes. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> there is, yeah, there's something wrong with Baby Yoda. I think we need to have an intervention. <laughs> Got a dark it, sense it, of humor. It's also just very childlike for them. Maybe he's not actively hungry. He's just putting things in his mouth. 
Like, cause that's, a, that's a very child thing to do. Yes. <laughs> Appar- apparently they did literally say they were unfertilized in the episode. So that's good. Yeah. But it's still, it still feels a little weird when it's like, I'm eating your sentient, possibly babies. Thing. <laughs> like you, you said, this is the last of your like family bloodline. I'm going to eat it. Like, <laughs> yeah, that's the last chance as well. <laughs> that, that scene where he like walks up to the pod and you get the shot like through the liquid of his like distorted face. I remember being like, "Oh, that's so cute." He's like, maybe the force is like attracting the life to him, and he's like curious about it. And the next thing, he's popping him in his mouth. Like, ah! <laughs> I had I had the same reaction. Like, I feel like a lot of people were like, "Oh, it was so cute," and I was like, "Yeah, but but like, no, don't do that." <laughs> yeah, it was, it was. I think. Maybe I needed a spanking in this episode. Oh, well. <laughs> he, needed, he needed some discipline. I was, you know what really got me bothered about Baby Yoda in this episode is nothing he did, but when they were ambushed and he just went like flying out of the speeder bike and rolling on the ground. I was yeah. like, that seems like a little much. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like, I was like, you okay punch him in the finale of last season, you throw him off a speeder bike. Are you guys okay over at Lucasfilm? Like, <laughs> what happened to you? Like I know it's a comic book kind of Star Warsy. Like he's fine; nothing happened to him. But it's still just—I don't like seeing that. No, and I know Molly doesn't. No, I was happy when that guy died. <laughs> yeah, like, me too. Good. I was like you—you you better put him down. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of lot of Baby Yoda peril in this one. Um, there was—I we, wasn't expecting a tribute to Alien in this episode. Yeah, Baby Yoda. But that was fun to see. Uh, that little egg moment. I know Claire was loves the bit where the legs popped out. Oh, yeah. I loved that moment. I loved everything about that moment. <laughs> I thought he I looked thought... really cool eating it. Oh, like, I feel like... The... I also... oh, go ahead. <laughs> yeah, like, whatever the combination of, like, CGI and puppet was w- during the actual, like, eating spider scene, I, thought, I just thought he looked cool. <laughs> I feel like I should point out, because I was definitely saying that i was hoping from the trailer i was like i don't think it is but i really would love for this ice planet to be ilum and obviously it wasn't i hope mm. not i hope not it's like the the dark <laughs> that's the dark side cave of ilum but <laughs> uh yeah so it clearly was not um but i did for a second think i saw like all those eggs and i thought it was maybe some sort of ritual like oh someone stacked a bunch of stones in here and uh, the reveal that they were spider eggs uh, definitely caught me off guard. Yeah, the the shot of little Baby Yoda like staring off screen uh, from the trailers on that snowy ice planet. I was like, oh, maybe he is like attracted to something through the Force, and and maybe he'll guide Din somewhere important. But nah, he's just like, I bet there's something to eat in there. Be <laughs> hungry. <laughs> but that's always just what Star Wars fans do. Like we we say these things and we put way too much importance on what's happening, and it's usually something much much smaller. Sometimes I thought it was really interesting as well. <laughs> that I think the way that this uh, episode was framed seemed to suggest this was like part one, and that next week might be the the uh, the sea episode, the boat episode. Yeah. And that, if that's the case, then apart from Navarro, most of the trailer has actually just been shown yeah so that excites me a little bit 
I, I totally agree. And also that seems like, yeah, next week we're going to get to Sasha Banks, whoever she's playing. Like it feels like next week probably will be another like a plot heavy episode mm-hmm. and maybe we'll go, we'll bounce back and forth. Yeah. Interesting. I wonder when the Navarro stuff is going to happen. Cause I'm, I'm hopeful that the latter half of the season is just going to be all surprises. Right. So, so hopefully like episode four is going to be Navarro. I think it'd be great if, um, next week because they mentioned that the Mandalorians are hiding out on this planet. So maybe like Sasha Banks's character is a Mandalorian and brings them to this tribe, and the Mandalorian's very happy. And out of nowhere, he gets like a call on his communication device, presses it, and it's just you. All you hear is, "You may be surprised to see me alive again." <laughs> <laughs> Not really. I just left you like <laughs> well, you were alive last time. <laughs> Every time we rewatch that, Molly says it's like uh, what do you? It, it's like a pre-recording before a theme park ride. It's, it's like when you strap <laughs> into to a ride at a theme park and you hear like the same audio loop set up for whatever is about to happen. <laughs> You're waiting in line, like you may be surprised that you need to buckle yourself in, like. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's good. We got some questions in chat, so let's uh, hop over to those. Mikey Molina, thanks so much for your super chat and your question. Uh, This was the cutest the child has been. My heart melted this episode. Amanda's ability to care for others was tested this week. I think that's a good point. This is something that I was trying to pull out. Like, okay, how has he grown? Like, because I think that's kind of what the point of this episode is. Uh, And we see that, yeah, now... Frog Lady and her little spawn like are kind of just a burden for him. And he has to prove that he is willing to help them for very little reward. Uh, whereas he'll he'll help Baby Yoda, no question. But now will he help others that maybe he won't get anything out of it? Yeah, and you can tell his frustration towards the beginning of that uh, their their encounter. And then at the end, he's like, don't worry, we're going to we're gonna make this happen. <laughs> yeah, I thought it was funny that last week we were all sort of like celebrating the fact that the Mando was very um, nice to the Tuscans. It was like, look, we should respect them, respect their culture, speaking their language, using sign language. And then this week he just straight up says, I don't speak frog. <laughs> wow two steps forward Mando one step backwards yeah, we're never perfect people right <laughs> we all, we're, we're comfortable when we know what to do but when we don't know also, what to do I also really love the fact that the frog lady was so sort of she's so desperate to get these children to safety that she ends up rigging that whole droid system just to do a translator that was really cool I really like that Yeah, she's a woman of many talents you know Beautiful, yeah. stunning, fabulous, talented lady who knows how to party. So, <laughs> yeah. I believe it was the same actress that played Kuwil. Mm-hmm. Oh, was it? Yeah. With, with Cindy Bradley Baker. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Always Very awesome. I really, I really, really love that scene with the uh, taking over the. Was that droid called? Is it called like Zero? Or, yep. Or something. Um, when she overtook his uh, his voice to translate, I really love that, and and I think it's like we know Din is, we like we know Din has that heart of gold, 
like episode one imme- immediately he didn't want like he saw the baby and was like i don't want it dead <laughs> you know <laughs> um and he wanted to help it and i think having that scene where where she she really lays it out and she lays out that desperation and she appeals to his his mandoness as well um i think it, i think it's further proof that you know he, he like like we the sort of disparity between helping the tuscans and not being sure what to do with this lady i think i think it still proves that din is you know has has that heart of gold and and can and does you know want to do the right thing in the end well, I mean, I think that Din is still getting used to being the good guy. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I see chapter three is like him going from, no, I'm a heartless bounty hunter to, uh, no, I got to help this child. And then from there, getting better and better. So I, I, it's only, I, who knows how long it's been, but probably not that long. He's still kind of finding his way and being good. And I also, uh, chapter six was one that I felt was very character focused and not plot driven, but then a lot of stuff from that episode came back today with the new Republic pilots and zero and showing that, yeah, in chapter six, like they talk about how much he enjoyed being bad. Uh, but now he's being rewarded for the good stuff he did on the prison ship. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I loved that. Uh, when you mentioned the frog lady brought up the, his creed, like it was kind of a, like, it reminded me of um, when R2 plays the message for mm. Luke and Luke is like, ah, come on. <laughs> <laughs> cheap Man move. Is like, yeah. Oh, okay. yeah, cheap move, but touche. <laughs> I mean, that's something I like too, that she brings up just like a, hey, you're supposed to keep your word. And it's, I think that this is something that like the Jedi did too in the prequels, that they get too focused on some of the details of their code or whatever. And he's like, yeah, I got I to gotta keep my helmet on all the time. I can't take my helmet off. But when someone's like, hey, you should do what you said you were going to do, that's part of your creed as well. He's like, uh. <laughs> <laughs> it definitely, yeah, it feels like a season-long arc as well, like the idea of what does it mean to be a Mandalorian? Because it always it all ties into every single one of the characters, really, because you've got like, Boba Fett, like, is he a Mandalorian? Is he not? That's the whole sort of you know, difficult mm-hmm. question. With the armor and everything, Cobb Vamp. Obviously, we know he's not a Mandalorian, but he definitely followed through with those sort of, you know, like he followed through with Mando's route and gave him at the armor. The whole thing with Moff Gideon, he's like done all the stuff with Mandalore. Everything ties into that sort of overall story. So I like when it sort of fits in a little bit together. I agree. I think that's probably going to be a series long arc instead of just the season. Mm-hmm. Mm, sure. Um, another. Super chat from Robert Bush. Thank you. Uh, I was half expecting Boba to rescue Mando when he was ambushed at the start of the episode. Pretty happy he didn't, though. Pretty good episode. <laughs> and then uh, live long and prosper. <laughs> <laughs> I like to think that Boba Fett was sitting back just like watching. Like, <laughs> I do want to talk about, yeah, what was Boba Fett doing? Like, did he know who he was watching at the end of chapter nine? Was he like, there goes my armor. <laughs> I guess I'll do something else or like I, right. I wonder I wonder what he was doing. I'm curious too because I feel like well I, I have an I kind of have the feeling that that Boba Fett's like I'm too old for this. Um I think I think that maybe it's one of those things where he was kind of out and he may get dragged back in by the end of this 
just because I I personally can't understand at this point him seeing his old armor, seeing his old armor being taken off of Cobb Vanth and taken with another Mandalorian, if he identifies as being a Mandalorian in any sort of way, he could be like, hey, it's mine. You know, I just, I just don't understand why he would just let him leave with it and not unless he's tracking him down in Slave 1, which please give me Slave 1 in the Mandalorian. I really, <laughs> really want to see Slave 1. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I'm just, I'm very curious as to what is going on with him. <laughs> random boba spotting i wonder if of, he uh sorry Go oh ahead. yeah i was just gonna just really quickly say there was a lot of camera work on the armor too mm-hmm. at the beginning yeah there was um, so i was like yeah i was really expecting something but i mean yeah like i guess we're, we're still asking questions and i guess that's fine <laughs> <laughs> i it makes me wonder if boba fett wants his armor back at all if right, he, right. He could, I mean, I hope that it comes up and I hope that at some point he addresses it. Um, but I, I have a feeling he's like, no, that was a different time in my life. <laughs> it's or maybe like, he just really doesn't want to go near that jetpack. Yeah, he's like, I don't trust I just that want thing. the helmet back, that's all. Yeah. <laughs> he watched the jetpack take out the raider in the beginning of this. He's like, yep, I'm definitely out. That is way too familiar to me. I'm done here. <laughs> uh, Sleep of Giants says that the the spider lady was just trying to be a parent too. That is a valid That's point. Not a bad yeah. point. Being terrifying while doing it, but fair. Definitely gave me a Chamber of Secrets vibes. The whole yeah. sequence mm-hmm. made me think of expect- Shelob. Yeah, <laughs> I was definitely <laughs> expecting like um, a little Ron Weasley in the car to just appear and save the Mando. Why it is can't true, though. Follow like, the butterflies. <laughs> <laughs> the the spiders didn't attack until Baby Yoda ate one. Yeah. So yeah. it is kind of like he he is encroaching on uh, their territory, and then the mom, well, both parents, I guess, are just trying to protect their young Baby Yoda. And he's, he's fifty, so he's got. Yeah. No, there's no age excuse. <laughs> right. Baby yeah. Yoda is the true villain of this episode. <laughs> <laughs> truly was an instigator. Yeah. I wonder if uh, Frog Lady's going to figure out. I kept waiting for oh. the shoe to drop to be like, uh, I'm counting my eggs and yeah. <laughs> several are missing. I don't think I can handle that. No. Yeah. You could just be like, oh, I think you left some in the hot tub. Uh, <laughs> <when> we... <laughs> That's what it was. Oh, uh, we dropped them. Oh, Speaking dang. of Frog Lady, uh, Mr. Pex. Thanks for your super chat. Frog Lady is my new favorite character, or maybe Dr. Mandible. Uh, I was also really glad the snow planet wasn't Ilum. Really dig all the new locations. I do I do agree with you. Like, I was excited about the idea of maybe Ilum because of the child and maybe what it meant for their hunt for Jedi or whatever. But yeah, I, I think that the safe bet is usually like, if it's another desert planet, unless you see like the the Lars homestead, just assume it's a new desert planet. <laughs> or the twin sons. Right. <laughs> but I, I want to give some more love to Dr. Mandible. I've, I have seen people being really excited about him. I think he's pretty great. <laughs> yeah. And like, interesting that he has this information. And uh, right. on one hand, I am, I was like, Oh, well, Den's really going out on a limb, trusting this giant ant man. 
Um, <laughs> and, and his source or whatever saying that he knows or has seen Mandalorians. But on the other hand, what other choice does he have? He needs any lead he could get right now. I mean, he's got a PhD. It's got to make him pretty reliable. Right? <laughs> <laughs> he's like Dr. Pepper. But he's a learned man. He's a, he is a learned man. I, uh, I also just really appreciate the name. It's of like vintage Star Wars, like like Snaggletooth. <laughs> like, yeah, like, face. Yeah. Dr. Mandible. There we go. Walrus Man. Walrus Man. Oh, yeah. These names are like, sometimes John Favreau like, can't, just can't be bothered. It's just like, no, it's the client. It's the child. It's the Mandalorian for a while. Uh, frog lady, frog lady. but I'm, <laughs> we're truly blessed to get Dr. Mandible as a name. <laughs> yeah, the character creation names, you just go to a f- uh, autofill for like a document when you're doing a new account, pick one of the listing, and then you look at the first animal you can see, and he's like, uh, Dr. An <laughs> like, Mandible, Dr. Mandible. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just reading Google Docs. Uh, Crumpet Meister says, enjoyed the ep, uh, Din's bad day, ambushed, cheated, hoodwinked, pulled over, crashed, frozen, <laughs> only then spiders. Uh, <laughs> and was that little bandit at the start a derobed Jawa? Uh, thank you for your question in super chat. Mm. I don't think so. It looked like, um, I don't know what this thing or person is, but I believe it was speaking to Ray in The Force Awakens. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it looked that's like the what same. I thought. Mm-hmm. When she's yeah, cleaning I, the apart. Uh-huh. Yeah. I knew yeah. I recognized it, but I, I didn't know until after the fact and somebody posted that picture and I was like, that's what it, that's from. After yeah, they're the probably just reusing them. He was like, look, I need to move to a new desert planet. <laughs> yeah, I wonder, it could be the same person. I mean, knowing Star Wars, they could just be like, desert planet after desert planet, he's just a scavenger for life. Yeah. It's like Constable Zuvio being at the, the fighting ring in the last episode. <laughs> I love it. I love when they just grab the, uh, they just walk through the creature shop and they're like, this looks good. This looks good. There we go. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We're going to use that. And they're like, no one will notice. They're all in the yeah. background and we notice. We always no notice. one will notice. <laughs> and R5 I, I, made another quick cameo as well this week. Yeah. Nice. Who did? R5. Oh, yeah, yeah. I love that. Yeah, he's just hanging out in that bar in the cantina <laughs> all the time mm-hmm. when he's not yeah. in a good life. I, I would have liked this episode to have been called Mando's No Good, Very Bad Day That's or something like that. <laughs> the No Good, Very Bad Day. <laughs> basically what Crumpet Meister is uh, putting forth. I really hope there's a vacuum cleaner on the uh, Razor Crest after all the oh, yeah. spider web. Yeah. I think it's going like... to be called Space. Oh, good <laughs> fucking it all out. <laughs> <laughs> that is true. I like how he's just like, we're going to close the door and hope for the best. Here we go. <laughs> I'm going to take a nap. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm definitely sleeping through that uncomfortable ride. Sure. That's yeah. what's going to happen. <laughs> that was a 2020 mood, the whole. <laughs> 2020 <laughs> mood. And like he even made a joke about it. He's like, wake me up if the cabin decompresses. <laughs> just kidding. We'll all be dead. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, look, if it happens, it happens. Classic Is that the dad first joke. time we've ever heard the phrase "sweet dreams" in Star Wars? Hmm. I mean, I can't think of another. Oh, you know what you just reminded me of, though, is when they said, "May the Force be with you." The pilots, oh yeah, oh, yeah. Or, or when he said it to them, and they said, "And also with you." And also with you. Oh, like oh my god! Like because I, 
that always just kind of goes off in my head. Like I grew up Episcopalian and uh, that's just like what you say, peace be with you. And also with you. And so I was like, yep. I, they actually said it in universe made me laugh pretty hard. Total Catholic so, yeah. mass vibes going right. on right there. <laughs> <laughs> and you could tell Den kind of felt weird saying it. He was like, I hope, I hope people actually say this to each yeah, other. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I kind of wish it were flipped where they say, may the force be with you to him. And he goes, and also with you. Cause then yeah. it's kind of like a, do people say that to each other? <laughs> <laughs> but and I also like the vibes that kind of like Finn in the last Jedi, when he's like, so proud of himself, he's mm-hmm. like, yes. may the force be with you. <laughs> and Rose is like, wow. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It's like his version of the autograph. Right. (laughs) Uh, That Norwegian guy, thank you for your super chat. Disappointed that the water planet next episode is not going to be Moncala. I had hoped seeing that planet in live action. You never know. We might. But yeah, it's Trask, I believe it's Mm -hmm. called. Which Frog Lady said, it's the only planet that is hospitable to their kind. To which I say, why did you leave that planet? <laughs> maybe maybe it wasn't her choice, but yeah, maybe she got enslaved or something and she yeah. escaped. Or she had career plans and she wants to settle down now. She wants Working to go mom. home. Exactly, yeah. But it's like you can't it she made it sound like we can't survive anywhere else except for this water planet. I'm going to Tatooine. Like the complete opposite. Aren't you like you're literally amphibious. You're going to dry out, girl. Yeah. Mm-hmm. How often are you applying moisturizer and sunscreen? I just feel like that's not right. Oh, that's yeah. true. That's all you need. <laughs> she just wanted to go get a look. She can't play. Okay, that's enough for me. I get it. <laughs> Don't blame you, girl. Don't Cash. blame you. Bones McCoy, thanks for your question. Uh, the X-Wing stuff was awesome, but this was at least a bottom two episode. I don't know where I would rank it. Like the the Mandalorian is kind of a like I said before, I definitely am drawn more to the plot heavy ones, but I I still think it's going to come back and I'm gonna have better appreciation for it when the whole season is over. Yeah. Agreed. That also it's- but yeah, the bottom two makes me just feel like when it's the Mandalorian, it's like saying, Oh, this is right. the worst French fry meeting. <laughs> They're all and, lovely. And I can't wait to have the next one. Like exactly. <laughs> that French fry was soggy, whatever. Like <laughs> <laughs> That's another reason why I feel like there are no real filler episodes. We're we're getting so few episodes and you know, once the show once the seasons are all done, you realize everyone was important somehow. Yeah. Well, something I appreciate is the way it's chapters one through eight. And then it's not like we went book two, chapter one. It's just Mm. chapter nine, chapter 10. Mm -hmm. Like this is all one big story. And it does feel like, I don't know. It it, it feels like it where I do kind of have this faith that, yeah, all of these pieces are going to be important. And uh, I, I don't really think even like episode five is my least favorite, but I still see things that are important from that episode. People are going to change their minds when in the season finale, the Mando, Moff Gideon gives the Mando the blue shadow virus. And <laughs> they're like, how do we save him? Like, And then the door just swings open and it's Dr. Mandible 
<laughs> he's got, he's got a stethoscope and he's got a coat and he's like allow me to help <laughs> I can only hope <laughs> Aaron Bagel thanks for your super chat I've had this thought that Din legitimately would have let the thug take the Boba Fett armor if it meant protecting the child maybe I mean I, I definitely think he was like here how about this shiny jetpack Mm-hmm. You want that? I don't know. Yeah, it was a very similar moment to me uh, at the beginning of the first episode where he gets surrounded and he just like turns on his little, what are those called? The whistling birds. Yeah, he's like, mm-hmm. he, he activates the whistling birds. He's like, he, he, it's a, kind of a cocky move. <laughs> like, <laughs> oh, you guys think you got me, huh? Um, that was kind of similar to the jetpack moment. Mm-hmm. I did have like a little thought of like, oh, he's going to lose his jetpack. He's downgrading his stuff. But like the second, I don't know, I saw the way that dude was holding it. I was like, oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> poor, poor man. This poor kid. Doesn't know what he's in uh, for. Rough day. Yeah, I don't think that he would have let that little dude get away with the Boba Fett armor. But that being said, I, I still think, you know, child safety is coming first. Mm-hmm. He's still got big din daddy energy. He's gonna make sure that baby's first <laughs> firsthand. But I, there's no way that that little dude was gonna outsmart Din Jaren and get anything off of him. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Oh, uh, where was I? Grant, thank you for your question. Your super chat. Do you think the frog lady is so desperate that there isn't a Mandalorian covert? It seemed very convenient. Ah, kind of did. Uh. I don't know. I trust her. Well, and she's just saying that her husband saw Mandalorians and he is promising. So she's just going off of his word, I think. But I mean, uh, she's desperate, but so is Din, right? Yeah. Like he's looking for any morsel of information that can get him going because the one he got didn't even give him a real Mandalorian. <laughs> so, yeah. So, yeah, I think I think it's it's desperation on both sides. And yeah, maybe, maybe he's right. And, uh, you know, maybe, maybe there isn't anything there and we get a whole different sort of side of a story. Um, I don't but, stand for this yeah. frog lady slander. Thank you very much. <laughs> we'll tie them to a lamppost and let baby Yoda just eat the rest of them. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, no. <laughs> no. Like, you wasted my time. You damaged my ship. Come on, baby Yoda. Come on, kid. Here's some dinner. <laughs> Dark story. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> Glad Charlie's not writing for the show. <laughs> well, about that. Um, <laughs> else, guys. <laughs> the the Dr. Mandible spinoff. <laughs> oh, my God. Alex, A don't get life. my hopes up like that. <laughs> I'm here for it. <laughs> uh, Lawrence Fletcher, thanks for your super chat, just says, Baby Yoda likes eating other babies. Yep. That's, uh, that's a timely comment based off of what Charlie was just saying. <laughs> uh robert blush thanks for your super chat nice th- nice to see the cantina full again real a new hope vibes that's a good point because yeah. it was like straight up empty in season one it was just well, like he, droids he and I, I think dr mandible was there but was he i i believe dr mandible was in season one. Oh my gosh we're so blessed i gotta go back and watch that episode <laughs> i can put up with toro if that means dr mandible 
<laughs> I was going to say maybe it was because it was daytime, but I think it was daytime both times mm-hmm. he went there. Oh, it was nighttime in this episode. Oh, okay. Maybe well, then so, we'll... Yeah. Maybe Peak that's hours. why. Yeah. Maybe the party just follows Pelly. I, I believe I hope that. So. 100% I believe that's, that. That's a spin-off I want to watch. <laughs> Pelly's powering the Moss Eisley uh, local economy. I just have to make sure everyone goes out and spends credits. Yeah. Cantina. What a queen. Do you think Dr. Mandible's getting drunk before surgery, though? <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> He's like, I can't lose another patient. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my. <laughs> I love the idea of like this surgeon with six <laughs> arms. <laughs> it's very reminiscent of Doctor Ball from Ro- Robot Chicken. Yeah. Oh my god! Yeah. <laughs> now, that's something I want canonized immediately. <laughs> Good heavens! Like only three of my arms are drunk. <laughs> uh, the others are just fine. Kylie Petrano, thank you for your super chat. Really, why does it have to be spiders? Like, I don't want to fluff my pillow during this. We got dragons and ooze spiders. What next? Better not be snakes. No. <laughs> it has been very creature heavy this season. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I can't, like, season one wasn't, and this may just be, I don't know, extra budget. Uh, because the the special effects do look very, very good mm-hmm. for a, for a show like this. I'm all for know. creatures, but I prefer them. I, I prefer them not to be spiders or snakes. Like Great <laughs> Dragon was very cool, but please, no more nightmares. I I can't have any Star Wars nightmares. Haven't happened since I was a kid. Not don't want to go through this again. You know, perfectly balanced <laughs> things should be. You know, you get Anthalip one day, you get creepy spider the other. You know, you got to <laughs> give and take. Hope hopefully next week it's just stuff on the water. No, no, I don't know. I guess you could be like a water serpent or something, but <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, Jane Dalton, thank you for your super chat. I feel like the Mandalorian needs to invest in better locks in his ship. The baby <laughs> can't just push through. This is not the first time. I mean, Din's parenting is all over the place. Like, A, he's still just like at the beginning of last week's episode, walking around this graffiti planet with the the pram open like you know you're being hunted like he says today that the only reason they're staying alive is because they're like going at hyperspace and moving quickly and it's like well maybe if you would just hide the baby a little bit (laughs) that could help a little i don't know maybe he just knows he'll find a way out somehow (laughs) to be be fair he, he was raised by death watch I don't think they're the best parents in yeah. the galaxy. But like that did raise a very interesting image in my brain of the Mandalorian installing those little baby locks on every door. <laughs> the ones that you keep them out of the cabinets. Oh my god. And just watching him try to open a door that he has baby locked. Oh my god. <laughs> outlet I need protectors. It. Yes, <laughs> outlet protectors. <laughs> That's when Baby Yoda's like, okay, try time to practice this force again yeah <laughs> did you yeah. see that lego short that was released this week mm-hmm. with baby yoda oh i haven't watched it yet it's super cute that definitely reminded me of this episode a lot of the stuff in that was very much episode like this episode mm-hmm. but when you said about like the locks and stuff i just thought yeah he's just gonna use the force let's just be honest all those locks are just gonna be force Force or no force those things are hard to open <laughs> <laughs> i'm just saying 
I did like the uh, the little hammock that he has set oh, up for yes. the baby. Yes. That was very cute. Was that what Quill made for him in episode or chapter eight? Was that the little bed where he's just like, screw you, Cara Dune. I'm going to make a way better bed just to show you that I could have freed myself from the Empire with my own two hands. <laughs> to be honest, that is like, as far as the bed goes, Quill, can you make me one? That looks great. I did burst out laughing when Mando crawled into the bunk in full armor. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and it reminded me of uh, in Rebels when they go to the, the Sky Strike Academy. And like they all go to their bunks, and like the dude like sits down in like full time pilot like <laughs> uniform, like sits on his bed. Like, is this just how people sleep in Star Wars? Like, yeah, it's like it is no change. He's it's like, like we're, not, we're not making another every, model. Yeah, by the time I get all this stuff off, I'm gonna have to put it on again. Something's gonna yeah. happen. Might as well. Like the idea of him being like, I need to put my pajamas on. Just put slippers <laughs> on and then goes to bed. You know, like, <laughs> like being a hat. parent. <laughs> Being a parent to Baby Yoda is like kind of like when you go out late at night. Uh, not that that's something we really do anymore because COVID. Um, it's like when you go out and go to a bar, you come home late at night, and you're like, I just don't even want to take my makeup off. I'm just going to lay down. I'm going to bed. Yeah. I'm so done. <laughs> that is the Mando's energy, trying to chase Baby Yoda down all episode and make sure he doesn't eat any spawn. <laughs> <laughs> just so exhausted. Gonna leave all the armor on. Kids these days, too tired to even take it Maybe off. Maybe Palpatine should have hired Baby Yoda to deal with Ray. Oh God! <laughs> Just wear I mean, her I out. Th- I think we're still gonna see Baby Yoda go darker and darker. I think the Force choke on Cara Dune was just like the start. Unfortunately, yeah, the dangerous seed. I'm scared. <laughs> He has to go to parents' evening. He gets told off by the <laughs> go <parents>. to PTA. <laughs> <laughs> I'm also now thinking about just about the earlier thing with the going to sleep with your makeup on. That's one thing, but Mando's going to sleep with like live ordinance on. Like, what if, <laughs> what if he like rolls on a grenade? Like, you know, like I met my guy. He does have those bombs, and like all that you need to do to arm him is like press it a little bit. Yeah, it's like it, boop, bomb. Living <laughs> on the edge, man. That is He's a valid point. Does not care. Too tired. <laughs> yeah. If I die, I die. I just want to go to sleep. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, Renau, thank you for your super chat. After last week's episode, I was okay with a little slower episode this week. If last season was any indication, then even a filler episode, quotes, will have future implications. I think we all agree with that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No Elijah That's yeah. what I think. I no, I think you're right. I mean, a lot of people would say, "Oh, filler about Star Wars Rebels or uh, Star Wars Resistance," but like, who'd have thunk the space whales were going to come back? Pergil, <laughs> <laughs> baby. So, yeah. so you know what, Charlie, you might be right about Doctor Mandible. <laughs> I mean, they wouldn't just put him in there for no reason. Fingers yeah, crossed. there's no way. <laughs> Elijah Neal, thank you for your super chat. This episode should have been called Chapter Ten: The Mandible. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great title for the spinoff. <laughs> Charlie, that's a Photoshop you should probably get on. Oh, I'll, I'll, I'm getting on it. <laughs> yeah, taking notes this whole time. Uh, also, also, he says his new question tonight should be easy for you. What are the names of your competitors on Jedi Temple Challenge? Uh, <laughs> do you mean the people like Molly and I would play against? Or do we have names? 
because I, th- I I'm I'm playing as myself whenever uh, we inevitably get invited to play against the the ten year olds. Yes, it's, it's <laughs> happening. <laughs> uh, Dano, thank you for your super chat. Chapter eleven: The Mando charters a yacht and relaxes. <laughs> the Mando takes a spa day. Yeah. <laughs> Do you oh, think he would have gotten in the hot tub if Baby Yoda hadn't woken up all the spiders? Alex, that would just open a whole new level of. Um, I don't think that would be safe for children on the Disney Plus app. He well, takes off everything. Yeah, he takes off everything but the helmet. Like, <laughs> just vibing with oh his helmet on. Get oh. get get some fan art going, guys. I bet Ooh, he has Beskar underwear. Density belt. Yes. Oh man. <laughs> The blaster this is the way. Just deflect off it. This is the way. This is the way. That's what it says. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> right across the butt, like a pair of juicy sweatpants. <laughs> uh, Robert Bush says, "I bet Mando wished he had Kuil on board. I bet he did too." And I, yeah, we all do. Yeah, I'm still like, I wonder what exactly it meant that Kuil had to die. Why he had to die at that point in the story last year. And I think maybe part of it was so that uh, Din couldn't constantly rely on this excellent caretaker. Yeah. <laughs> when they said they wished he was on board, did they mean like before he died or? Because Baby Yoda sure. would have just swallowed that up. <laughs> <laughs> Baby Yoda he just eats anything lying around. <laughs> he's like, it just cuts, cuts to his like in the monologue. He's like, you, you saved me. You built me this amazing protection chamber. And then he just eats him like uh, Kirby. <laughs> <laughs> oh my Jane Dalton thanks for another super chat uh, back to the sleeping with the armor thing being that they sleep in the same cabin do you think the Mandalorian lets baby Yoda see him without the helmet I brought no. this up at some point I can't remember when but I, I I I think so like they're together all the time and we know he takes it off at some points to eat and stuff Mm-hmm. That still always makes me laugh in chapter four oh, when he's just, like, "I don't take my helmet off in front of other people," and then he walks over to a window and takes his helmet <laughs> off. <And I'm> like, <laughs> yeah. They're right there. They just looked over. They'd see your face. <laughs> he's like, he's like, Omara, please, please see how hot I am. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I don't take my helmet off. But I'm really good looking when I do. <laughs> <laughs> It'd be great if he was like, "I've got something to tell you," and she's like, "Anything." And he's like, "I'm a vampire," and she's like, "Oh, he's." He's one of those people. Like he just thinks that if you're at a window, you can't see his reflection. Oh my <laughs> like god! He's like, yeah, no, no one can see me. And it's like, uh, <laughs> it's a very dark window. <laughs> <laughs> no, we can. I don't. I kind of think that he doesn't take the helmet off in front of Baby Yoda. Yeah, I agree. But or he's like, thing, right? He's like, look. Close your eyes. I need to take my helmet off for a second. And like, uh, baby, I just immediately just peeking for it. Yeah, right. <laughs> Instant. I actually, like something. This this is a good point. I think that we might actually eventually see. Like, I think that could be a big moment on the show. I don't know how it would play out, but showing and what will that mean for his oath? Right. I I don't know how they would get there. Where it's like important that he has to take the helmet off to show Baby Yoda's face, but. Yeah, I mean, assuming we get other familiar Mandalorians sh- showing up in in this season, 
they're going to probably take their helmets off. Uh, mm-hmm. and yeah. They're going to be like, dude, you're being rude. Yeah, what you doing, bud? <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Weirdo. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you're one of those man. Mandalorians, yeah. <laughs> uh, Trevin Pettigrew, thanks for your super chat. Two things I thought. It was extremely weird The Baby Yoda was eating other babies. We've <laughs> spoken about that at length. And uh, two, do you think the kid will speak at all in the series? He, he was, was kind of battling kinda... today, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I was like, is that him making those sounds? He was just like, I was interested. Like, do you think that he is developing as like a, in terms of like into adulthood and that's why he's like learning to speak? Or do you think that he was always capable of that level of like language, but he's become more um, like he, he, he trusts the Mando now. Because he's like 50 years old and he's probably been through goodness knows what sort of stuff he's been through. Like, especially in like episode one, when you think about them kidnapping him and stuff, he might have seen like some horrible things happen. So maybe it's because he's like grown attached to Mando that he's learning to like speak out a bit more as opposed to him just being like, nope, I can speak now at the age of 50. I, I guess I kind of think that at least as long as we've known him, he's been able to babble like that. Mm. Mm-hmm. But may- yeah, maybe it's like a, yeah, I like the idea of it being a trust thing. That <laughs> He definitely seemed more chatty this episode. Like, oh, for yeah. Sure. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Dano's mom agrees. I'm <laughs> 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 a fundamentalist Mandalorian. Yep. <laughs> and uh, Bakey wants to make sure we know, yep, the eggs weren't fertilized. I still think it's weird. I still yeah. think if someone's like, hi, this is the last chance for my family to continue on. Uh, and then you start eating them. It's still a tough look. Not, yeah. yeah, yeah, Not, a, good <laughs> not look. a great look. Yeah. Was it like a species wide kind of thing? I forget what she said exactly. She, she said for her family line. So oh, okay. I don't think it's like we're the last two of our kind <laughs> and uh, we have to get back to Trask. I think it was just like this is my last chance to have children. Mm. Please don't eat these. <laughs> yeah. And Din's like, why don't you just pick one up when on a bounty mission? <laughs> <laughs> what I did. Yeah, they're easy. They're everywhere. <laughs> you can get a good kid for free. I'll get you a kid right now. <laughs> picks up that guy from the beginning. He stole the jetpack. <laughs> I just had another thought about the frog lady that I loved uh, when they're running back to the ship and she starts like hopping (laughs) hop jumping i was like yeah get it (laughs) i thought she tripped and i was worried about her but no she's just moving faster Mm -hmm. she's a beautiful graceful swan honestly that's what that was incredible stuff Mm -hmm. like can someone put the yoshi sound effects in (laughs) when the tongue came out yes (laughs) i i just feel like if you don't like immediately feel like you're willing to throw down everything to protect frog lady. You need to go watch it again and then watch <laughs> it again until you finally understand how magnificent and precious this frog lady is. I do like frog lady. Our queen, our queen. <laughs> um, well, we've been going for about an hour. So why don't we close off by uh, making some, some responsible speculation Hashtag responsibly. <laughs> uh, <laughs> trademarked by Force Center. Um, but what what do you guys think could happen 
next week. If if we're getting back to Trask, I assume that's what's going to happen. Hopefully, yes, we see that uh, reuniting experience between Frog Lady and Frog Man. Oh, <laughs> I cry. I cry. Just the idea is just, oh, love is real, people. Love is real. <laughs> I think yeah. yes. so like next week, if we're getting back, I'm... Uh, I'm generally in the camp of trying to keep my expectations low and to have them be exceeded. However, next week, I think that there's a lot that's going to happen. Um, I think we're going to see Sasha Banks. I think we're going to go on a little boat ride. And I think she's going to take us to Bo-Katan. Though that's, mm. uh, those are big hopes, big wishes. It's a lot to ask for. But that's where I think we're going next week. That yeah. would be an excellent like final hook if the last ride. scene is Bo-Katan. I was going to say something similar uh, that, that Sasha Banks's character is somehow connected with Bo-Katan, but I also kind of like the idea that the little glimpse of what looked to be a prison break in the trailer is them getting Bo-Katan out from wherever Moff Gideon put her after stealing the Darksaber. Um, so maybe maybe she's Connected to Bo-Katan and is like, look, mm. here's what's going on. Mm-hmm. But either way, I want Bo-Katan. I do like that idea of maybe that becoming, okay, I'm hunting for Mandalorians. And then it becomes like, oh, no, we know where the Mandalore is. Let's go get Bo-Katan. That, that would be awesome to kind of build up to that. Oh, yes. Any guesses? Yeah, Nikki, I feel like Charlie? I feel like if anyone's going to bring out any other Mandalorians having Bo-Katan as that leadership role would be pretty cool. Like to see all these, like these groups and sects of people like worried and in hiding. If they see Bo-Katan out in force, that could bring him back as a culture mm-hmm. and sort of, you know, unite. I definitely agree with Claire. Like, I think it'd be pretty fitting if this filler episode led to a pretty cool reintroduction next week. Um, Maybe it is like a mixture of what Clara and Molly are saying. So Bo-Katan is in prison, but at the end, Sasha Banks reveals their uh, group of Mandalorians are Death Watch. Mm. So then you have one, you have a group of people who want Bo to be saved because obviously she's the leader. But two, obviously it, it ties into Din's background and his responsibility and his relationship with obviously this group that saved him during the Clone Wars. Yeah. So I'm going to say Death Watch are going to be in it. Oh, big calls. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I'm I'm honestly a really bad speculator. Uh, so I don't know. I'm just excited to see the things that have been hinted at. I'm I'm curious what the the covert's like that this alleged covert on on the planet. Um, I really want to see Quarren in the Fisherman's Cap. I just I just want. <laughs> I just want a lot of focus on him, to be honest. <laughs> um, and then, and yeah, just frog, frog, frog husband is is really exciting. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think I, I agree with all the the other speculation. I think that's really cool with um, using this as the the way to introduce these these characters that we've sort of you know been having our fingers crossed for. Um, and yeah, I. I I'm just excited. That's that's about it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kind of the same way as I tend to try not to yeah, let 
things run away with me uh, before we actually get to see it. Just enjoy the ride. Mm-hmm. Uh, before we wrap up, we got two more quick super chats. Trevin Pettigrew is expecting the baby Yoda was going to use the force to get the spiders off the razor crest. I kind of got that vibe too at first. Um, oh my God, my cat is on my keyboard. <laughs> <laughs> really like that super chat. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Everyone, <laughs> look at this. <laughs> I, I kind of thought that was going to happen as well uh, when they started like getting on his head and stuff. I thought mm. he was just going to be like, nope, and push them all out. Shout out to Frog Lady, though. What a trigger yeah. finger. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Shot it right off of his head. Mm-hmm. Did, didn't even know she was packing. <laughs> and she was holding her, holding her little bob, whatever tub thing. <laughs> one handed, one handed, going for it. Baby flask. Her there baby you go. flask? <laughs> Take the baby flask to Trask. <laughs> and Robert Chamberlain, thanks for your super chat. Uh, Yoda species has been described as a kind of frog, so the child is basically a cannibal. Eating frogs at every stage of their life form, you know, their life stage. It's eating the eggs, eating the little frogs. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Man, I didn't even think about that from chapter four. <laughs> oh, yeah. my God. Hey, don't judge. <laughs> Tough look. <laughs> Tough looks all around. Well, that's going to be it for today's show. Uh, thank you, Claire, Nikki, and Charlie for hanging out with us and chatting. Uh, I've put all of the links to Imperial Senate Podcast, uh, all of their Twitters in Al Pippin in the, in the description. <laughs> uh, but let everyone know what you do and where they can find you. He wants to go with that. <laughs> All right. Um, <laughs> yes, you can find us on uh, Twitter at ImpsNitPod. Uh, our links are all on our website, which is ImperialSnitPodcast.com. That's where our Discord, our Twitch, everything you can find us on our YouTube channel, where we've been doing some Mando reaction uh, review stuff, which is called Free Blurgs, which is pretty fun. And personally, you can find me on Twitter at CMWASHBY. And I'm at Seastribs. <laughs> <laughs> yep, all, all of the above. And you can find me personally at Nequitius, N-A-Q-U-I-C-I-O-U-S. And again, all of that is in the description right now. So uh, go give them a follow, give them a listen. Uh, but that's going to be it for us. So thank you all for hanging out with us. I uh, hope you enjoyed the episode and we will be back to do this again next week. But thanks for watching and may the force be with you.